Welcome to Next Level High School Talk inside the Fuel Platform powered by GameForge. Your host will be Brian Bailey. If you want your high school team to be the best team in the state, we're here for you. If you have an aspiration to play collegiate golf, you need to take time and listen. So let's go ahead and close your books, power down Tic Tac and Face Chat, and let's get started. All right, all right. I'm excited about this. Our new series called Next Level High School Talk. This is Brian Bailey here, uh, and I'm excited to bring this to you. Um, again, th- I think this is a subject matter and an area inside of the golf world that, that needs a little bit of love, and uh, we here at uh, Fuel are ready to wrap our arms around you. So let's dive in here and s- get to work. So uh, the main concept behind this series is learning to become a great performance coach. Learn to manage the golfer, not just their motion. So again, that's kind of the premise of everything we're talking about on the coach's side. And again, as a player, you need to be able to manage your your abilities and not worry everything about technique, right? So this is going to be kind of the the reoccurring theme throughout um, this this series is you are in control of how you train and how you perform by the way that you understand what you're capable of and what your uh, aspirations are to become and being able to manage that in a way that will allow you to reach your next level. So again, learning to become a great performance coach slash a great performer player is really why we're here. So let's dive in here and and learn a little bit. Uh, Just to give you a little background on me, my name is Brian Bailey. I am a um, golf coach. I coached collegiately for close to 18 years. Uh, You can kind of see I started as a high school assistant golf coach because I love to play golf allowed me to play free and thank you Gary Spedden for that and hey you know what it was a fun time from that I became the assistant women's golf or the assistant coach at Virginia Wesleyan College uh, their division three school I was actually the head coach for about three weeks then I was basically sent as an assistant again because they hired a basketball coach and they needed a stipend to pay him um, so I had one of the shortest runs ever as a division three college coach uh, from there, I went to Lenore Ryan College in 2001 in Division II. I coached the men's and women's program. Uh, thank you, Joe Smith, who was the uh, athletic director at the time when he hired me. I was way out of my skis. I did not deserve that job, but I learned from it. I grew from it, and my career really took off from there. Um, won a couple South Atlantic Conference coach titles, things along that lines. Then I came to the University of Virginia in 2005. Uh, Division One program, uh, Jan Mann, thank you, and Kim Llewellyn, who was my last coach before uh, I uh, kind of stepped back from the position um, at about 11 years. Uh, there I won the Assistant Golf Coach of the Year for the entire division uh, for all of college golf. Uh, but again, uh, you can kind of see my progression as a coach. Uh, I started where m- many of you are starting right now, as high school coaches. So if your goal as a high school coach is to kind of work your way through the ladder and, and coach at some of the highest levels, uh, I'm proof it can be done. Uh, and also, this is coming from a guy that didn't play high school golf, didn't play college golf, didn't really start discover golf as a fun game until my senior year of high school. Um, I, just, I graduated, like I played football. I didn't want to play baseball. Um, so I had all this time to kill in the spring. A buddy of mine said, let's go golf. My dad was an avid golfer, but I never golfed. Fell in love with it. And side story, it kept me in college uh, 
kept my academics up because it gave me something to pour into in college. We'll talk about that in the future. But again, this is kind of who I am, right? This is where I came from. So for a lot of you, as you know, as, as high school coaches, I've been there. I understand it. And again, I didn't know enough then to be able to coach effectively like I can now. So hopefully I can bring you your level of coaching and understanding up and help your players and create the best team you guys have. Um, so as a coach, this one's more based off a of coach. We will talk some player stuff as well, but right, this is really kind of focusing on the coach. Uh, like I said, player will learn a lot from this. The key here is you don't want to fall into the technique trap. This is rule number one and uh, becoming a good performance coach. Coaching is so much more than technique. Right, if you get some golf magazines, if you watch the golf channel, everything is technique, technique. Where's my elbow? Where's the rotation of the face? What is what is in the super new shaft? Equipment, equipment. Like all the things that don't they matter, but they're a very small part of the game, right? As a coach, we've got to be able to coach the entire player. You know, again, mentally are they good? Physically are they good? Are they eating, sleeping right? Are they is their golf game manageable can they control certain pieces if not we need to fill the gaps but it's not just technique so where i see most young coaches and a lot of high school coaches going wrong is they jump right into technique i want to fix this i want to fix that be careful i've been coaching now for over 20 years i hate touching technique until i have to i start performance first work down i drill all the way down into a technique piece and then we will address that but don't flip the model and go technique and hope that fixes the game. I've seen many a golfers and many a good coaches really, I wouldn't say ruin, but set a player back by not thinking this all the way through, by saying what we're changing, is it making a big difference into our performance? So one, do not fall for the technique trap. Most coaches do, please don't. So there's my number one warning to you. My second warning is do not create a one size fit all training plan. I was guilty of this in the beginning. I played football. I played baseball. All the pitchers would work on this certain thing. All the you know offensive linemen would work on this thing. One size fit all training plan made sense for a lot of technique work, um, but don't do that in golf. Every player that you have on your team, and high school golf's the hardest of them all, right? High school golf, I'm gonna have players probably shooting 90s to 100s. To my best player, maybe breaking par, right? So I have a 40 shot window of of the abilities of each golfer so what i need to do is create a plan for each golfer for them to move in their section to where they to their next level i can't have you know as we look at this simple chart right here right we have an 88 to 110 basically doubles are the main influencer in score uh player that shoots 68 to 76 the main influence in changing their score is making more birdies right i can't teach a hundred player to make more birdies because they don't make any right and again i don't want to I'm not going to do a big double breakdown on a player that averages 70 because they're not making double. So again, what we've got to understand is where are the people inside of their training? Where are they inside of score and create a plan individual for them? That doesn't mean as a team that you don't get together, compete, play games, do stuff like that. I'm a big competition fan. You got 8, 10, 12 players on your team. You're competing every day inside of drills and, and, and competing against numbers and goals. Uh, but we don't say, all right, everyone today we're hitting wedges. If I only hit it 200 yards off the tee, how many wedges do I have from 100 yards in to for an approach shot? It's a waste of that player's energy and time and not getting them better. So it's, again, what we've got to start to do is when we look at a team, 
we've got to see them as individuals and train them as individuals. So that's number two. So those are your my two big warnings as a coach. But the same thing as a player. Don't stand up for this, right? If you're a player and the coach is giving you a bunch of tasks that aren't helping you, talk to the coach and say, hey, is there a way that I can add some pieces, take away some pieces inside of this training model? Um, because, you know, I think I could be more efficient. Uh, again, be respectful. But again, as a player, you need to stand up for your rights to get better inside of training and things along that line. So again, main two things is don't fall for the technique trap. Don't create a training plan that one size fits all. So here is the graph that changed my entire coaching kind of philosophy. Um, this was created inside of GameForge. Um, GameForge is a data program um, that I created with uh, my business partner, Mark Sweeney, uh, also the founder of Aimpoint. And what we did is we, we were very unhappy with a lot of the stat programs that didn't give us great information as a coach how to get the player better. So we created GameForge to give you all the tools you need to do to understand how to get a player better, right? So this graph right here, like I said, absolutely changed my entire philosophy on teaching about six years ago. I would have loved to have this when I was coaching collegiately, but uh, I stepped away from college coaching a little over six years ago, uh, and then this graph came about. So sorry, all my college, former college players, I would have been so much better. So what it shows you is on the x-axis is basically scores from shooting 60 to 104. And on the um, y-axis is like the total number of, right? So we can see birdies, bogeys, doubles. Uh, if you're listening to this via a podcast, we're going to release this first episode free as a podcast. I encourage you to go into um, Fuel, which is our video platform. This will be free. First episode will be free for anyone that creates a free account. All right, I got that plug out of the way. So what we can see here is... If we're a 100 shooter, we really don't make birdie, right? So we're not training. So putting players at 100 in a philosophy or a training session on how to make birdies, it's a waste of time. They don't have those opportunities. What we can see inflection-wise is the double curve coming down. That is the steepest of the lines, right? So that means that is the most important. So doubles are the most important to get out of the system as you work your way down to about mid-80s. And then you can kind of see the inflection for bogeys kind of kicks up mid-80s to about mid-70s. And then you can see a huge inflection point of birdies. So once we get to basically 75, we've got to learn to make lots of birdies. So again, inside of training, if you just took this model, took it to each player and said, philosophically, here are the areas that we're going to focus the most in on in the offseason, you'd be amazed on what sort of gains you can make. Because again, this is not about technique. Now, there's probably technical skills that are preventing them from reducing bogeys, not making enough birdies, things along that line. But having an understanding of what I need to train and why like, will completely enlighten you and the player to get them to that next level. So again, it's about performance. Performance one, everything else is behind. So we always got to look at performance. So this is kind of a scoring breakout. So what we've done inside of GameForge, and this is actually inside of Fuel as well for free, and as in GameForge as well for free if you're a GameForge member, is we created a Forging Players series. So we took that same graph and we overlaid seven steps from a learning player that's a player that's shooting in the mid-90s to 100s all the way down to tour. What each individual group looks like. So a learning player, what's important now, what data do I need to know, and what do I need to train for? And then we, we, we expand that as merging. The developing gets more proficient, advanced, elite, the tour. So we're going to keep adding what's important and changing the numbers so we can strive to where we want to go. So the Forging Players series 
is something that if you have time after you watch this video, like I said, if you join Fuel for free, it's in there for free. I would encourage you to go watch some of the background videos so you start to understand. If you're a player listening to this, what section are you in? Am I am I a low 80 shooter? Go look at proficient player. If I'm a you know, 100 shooter, go listen to the learning series and start to learn what it takes to move forward. Uh, like I said, inside of the system, we in, inside of the GameForge channel, we have tons of this information. And we're actually right now inside of Fuel doing a weekly release, starting with the learning player, working all the way to tour throughout the whole year, bringing you more information on how to move a player and to their next level. So again, where is this player in and what is important? That's what all these graphs are showing. So again, as a coach and as a player, where am I and what does that next level look like? That's what's so important. Here's another graphic representation of that. Some people like the pie chart look better. So you can see um, as you're moving from a learning player that's 90s and above all the way to tour, what changes, right? If we just look at bogeys from a 90 player, we go from 10 all the way to a tour player that's a little over two. So they've, they've basically taken eight bogeys out of the system as they've, they've marched forward. You can kind of see doubles as a learning player. That's eight doubles, right? Whoa, that's a ton of doubles, all the way down to basically one double per tournament as a tour player. So what you can start to see, we look at birdies. 90 player, doesn't really make any. Tour pro, you're making four, right? So we've got to start learning at different segments what's important and when. And like I said, these pie charts are great. If you just took each player and put them and said, all right, this is, yeah, this is what they kind of do. So now I understand their bogeys, you know, for them to go from emerging to proficient this summer, what has to happen? We've got to, we've got to take away three doubles and two bo and three bogeys. How can we, or two bogeys? How can we do that? Right? So here's the, you know, hitting more greens, hitting the fairways more often. We can drill down from these scoring pies, but we don't start with, well, I'm, I'd like to hit a driver better. Is that an issue? Is it not? I don't know. And if it is an issue, is it enough to move you? I don't know. You won't know that until you kind of look at their scoring, break out their pie charts, break out what they are, and kind of drill down to what the issue is. And that'll be a future uh, presentation, probably the, the maybe in two presentations from now, well, how to really drill down on that. But really what you're going to start to see is you can really quantify each player and understand what they're doing. And again, I can't, I can't expect a developing player that's shooting mid to high 80s to, to train and perform as an elite 70s player, right? Mid 70s, they, right? They're making half the bogeys. They're making a third of the doubles. They're making two more birdies. Like they're just two different golfers, right? So again, we don't want to train them the same. So now we can take uh, some of that performance and we can look at each individual as their own player, right? So I have a tour player over here. We're hitting 13 greens. Um, total birdies, 4.4. There's some some jargon below, in positions, that's when you hit the green inside of 20 feet. Uh, we'll address all this, but again, you can kind of see, I can create a training plan and try to move them inside of what they can do. Here's a proficient player, somebody that's shooting right around 80, right? Scoring average of nine over. Here are the things that are important. You know, 34 total putts, a scramble rate of 30%, eight greens in regulation. Are we doing that? Because it's really hard if you're under eight greens to average 80. It's just really a challenging effort, right? So what we can start to do is understand at each level what it takes. And the beauty of this too is uh, a lot of players cr will create this for, and they use these images as a wallpaper for their screen, right? Kind of as a vision board, what I'm driving to. And then here's a player that's shooting 100, kind of just beginning golf. What really matters? Really only two things, shots to green. How fast does it take me from go to tee to green? And then how fast do I get the heck off the green, right? So what we can start to do is create training, 
get an understanding with the players and start whittling down these performance markers, that'll lead us to our next level of golf. Instead of hoping that a swing change or something I read in a golf magazine or saw at 3 a.m. on the Golf Channel makes a difference. Really understand performance, understand those components, and train from there. If you do that, you as a coach and as a team will be dramatically better than the majority of teams you face because most teams and players do it the exact opposite. So again, this is your ability to start looking at each individual and what they're capable and what they do and move them uh, hopefully to where they need to go. Wow, looking at the clock, I'm going to have to put a brakes on this show. Uh, again, I could talk for 10, 15 hours straight on all this stuff, but I'll be releasing this throughout the year. But this is just, again, an opening salvo to just to get you hopefully thinking different if you're looking at technique and kind of a group training all the same. Maybe kind of reorganizing your thoughts on how to train and how to get better, especially in the offseason right now. We're in, you know, in the winter months, so... This just gives you the ability to start thinking differently, start preparing uh, differently. And again, this is just our opening salvo. This is very high level, man. We're going to dig in so deep by the end of the next, by the start of the uh, fall golf season, man, you guys will all be performance coaches listening to this. So again, this is just a concept of start to see your players differently and think of performance first and then work your way out of that instead of the technique trap. So I'm going to give you some homework. I want you to join Fuel for free. Fuel is our video platform. If you're listening to this on podcast or seeing this on, you know, a clip off the uh, Instagram or something, Fuel is free if you join. Um, there's a paid subscription as well, which I encourage you to do. Uh, but I'm going to go ahead and create this first video free for anybody to come in and watch. And also, I want you to watch homework-wise which will be free in the system for you as well. I'll leave that, I will make that free to everybody over the next month to come in and listen. Language of golf performance. Inside of GameForge, we have a completely different lexicon than most data uh, systems. Shots gained, we don't talk about. What we really talk about are what are the main performance matrix uh, if we're gonna predict score. And there's a terminology and a lexicon that we created. So you need to go watch this video. It's about 10, 15 minutes long. It'll really get you to understand what GameForge is and what our language is. So as I'm talking in the future, um, you'll understand everything I'm talking about because I won't have time to go in and break each individual piece down and explain exactly what it is. So I just want to make sure you're up to speed with what, how I talk and how I explain things. Uh, what's next? We're going to bring a we're actually going to go ahead and start your performance journey as a coach and a player. We're going to start the evaluation of for all players at, at this level, right? So we're going to say, where are you? Here's how we're going to start to evaluate. I don't care if you're shooting 100 as a tour player. The evaluation process starts the same. It's just where we branch and tree out to is completely different, right? So again, we're going to start at a very high level performance. If you can understand that and start to see where the player stands in that, you now we can start adding trees, understanding where we are and where to train and get each player better. So that will be the next episode. Right now, I plan on releasing these about once a month. If you like this video and you like this concept and you want this more, uh, you can email me, text me, uh, anything along that lines, and I'll give you the contact stuff and the information. We want to give you what you want to listen to, right? So if this is something that really interests you, let me know and we'll, re and we'll produce it more. And at the end of every show, I'm going to do a question and answer. Um, one from a player, one from a coach. So I actually, these are messages I got from Instagram a couple weeks ago. I asked, hey, high school coaches and players, is there anything that you want to know about 
send it to me and I'll answer the question. And actually, both of these I'm actually going to we'll film individual shows on. But I just wanted to make sure that, hey, I did get your message and we'll just kind of drop on this really quickly. So the player question, what should a training week look like? Currently working to break 80 and I'm trying to make the travel team. What does that look like? So again, kind of what we just talked about. Know your performance markers, train to it, assess it. Really, really work on the pieces that you need to move to get to your next level and benchmark the areas that are already above, right? So if I'm trying to be an advanced player going to an elite player, maybe my my ball striking is good enough to be elite player, but my short game and putting is not. So I want to benchmark those. I don't want those to get worse. So I'm going to keep training and maintain those, but I'm going to change my training inside a short game and putting and so I can move those things. So again, understand your performance markers and train to it. I believe you got to compete in every practice section, whether you're competing against a, a number. Again, I know my performance marker. Can I beat that? Um, better yet, as a high school team, uh, compete against your fellow players. And I really encourage you to compete against better if you have them, right? If I'm, you know, shooting mid-70s and there's a player shooting below 70, challenge the heck out of them. Challenge better players is only going to make you better, right? Because to beat them, you've really, really got to overperform. So again, start to understand that, but compete as much as you can against a number, against time, against a generic score, or better yet, competitors, uh, teammates, things along that lines. And the last thing, and of course, play tournament golf as much as you can in the offseason. And then my last thing is play as much as you can. You learn more on the golf course than you do in most range sessions, especially about performance. You learn from different lies, different angles, what shot I should have hit, what shot I shouldn't have hit. Uh, things along that line, on the range, under very safe conditions, hitting from a mat. Uh, a lot of times we don't have that. We're not learning as much as we could on the golf course. So I encourage, those are kind of my three key rules um, inside of training. And inside of training, we'll go into much more details about how to lay out a really good player training map and things like that in the upcoming episodes. But again, that will get you thinking, hopefully maybe a little bit different and re redesign some of your training going into the year, uh, into the spring season, right? And I had a, and now for a coach's question, at an event, should coaches walk with the players? It depends. There, there's no right or wrong answer. Uh, the only thing I would say is tell the team what your plan is. That way, if you just show up randomly on a certain hole, that they don't freak out. They don't go, oh my God, my score counts. What's going on? Why is coach following me? Things along that lines. So the key is just to be honest with your team. Uh, as a general rule, if you have really good players and you need to help one player manage a golf course for them to reach a certain score, then you walk with that certain player. Um, if you are sitting on certain holes because they're challenging, and you want to make sure that we can try to keep doubles and crazy out of the out of the play mix. Say, hey, I'm going to be sitting on hole 7 and 14 today or whatever they are just to help you guys manage. If you have an elite team that's kind of just going out and killing it, um, to me, I, where I can be most beneficial is for how can I get them to make more birdies. So I think being on par fives and helping them work through that. I think the worst place on earth for you to be as a coach, and I see this collegiately, high school-wise, is they sit on par threes. Well, what's the beauty of a par three? You have a perfect lie because you can tee it up. It's a mid to long iron, so they're not relatively aren't going to hit it super duper close. And as long as they kind of understand the dispersions and what they're capable of, I think it's a waste of time to be sitting on par threes. Uh, now, if there's a par three that's crazy, really hard, really challenging, 
yeah, be there. There's hazards where big numbers can show up. Sit on that hole. But I think more so um, where can I benefit the player to score better or prevent crazy is where are the holes that I want to sit on as a coach. But, again, be honest with your team. Tell them why you're there. Tell them what's going on before the round. So when you show up, it's, they're just not like, oh, my God, what's going on? Coach is going to tell me something I don't want to hear. Uh, so, again, to me, it's more about being honest with the player and actually walking with the players Again, it, does a player play better with you there, whether you're not there? All these cons- components, again, managing the player and understanding that are much more important than a, a simple guided rule. But as a general rule, don't sit on par threes, unless it's crazy. That's just a waste of time. It's not helping your players. Uh, I think you'd be better off sitting in a golf cart reading a newspaper than sitting on most par threes. But uh, that's my opinion. Um, but again, just again, how to actually interact with the players on the golf course really depends on what is needed. And like I said, just be forthright with the team so they understand what's going on so we don't put undue pressures on them. Uh, so what we're going to do here now is I've you know, i given you homework. I told you what's coming up. I give you a good overview. What I encourage you to do is if you have questions or comments, send it to me at email. At, email me at contact at mygameforge.com or if you're on Instagram, go to at mygameforge, direct message me there. Any questions that you have or topics you want brought up in the uh, coming episodes, that's where you're going to go. We do have videos at My Game Forge. That is Fuel. I encourage you to join Fuel if you're listening to this via podcast because Fuel has so much great information, but you will be able to see the graphs we talked about and a lot of the information leading into this, especially the language of performance. If you're not a member of My Game Forge as a coach, Take a free 30-day trial and give it a whirl. Add a couple players, get them to put in stats, and see if that's something that would benefit the team. And, of course, we have the Fuel Podcast Network. I encourage you to go listen. We've spoken for four years on all different types of topics as a coach and a player on how to get better performance-wise. So I really encourage you to jump into that podcast. And also something we're going to introduce this summer, uh, Mark Sweeney and myself and a couple other performance coaches, we're going to try to go around the country and do high school performance uh, golf schools, not the typical golf school. We're not going to talk technique. We're going to talk about performance, different levels, how to train it, how to assess it, and how to come up with really good training plans for each segment. So it'll be a completely different system than most golf schools you're you're listening to when everyone's grab a club, everyone do this, do that. It's not what we're doing. We're doing performance. And it'll be a school where the coach can come as well as bring the team. And then we're going to have some pricing breaks that'll get you fuel and game forge for a year free. Uh, so be on the lookout for that. And again, if you have more questions or anything, you want to learn more about that, you can send that via contact. But we got lots of cool stuff coming for the high school team, high school coach. Again, one of the most mistreated coaches on earth, underpaid, uh, no real training. Hopefully, we'll be able to provide that for you in the coming weeks. Thank you so much, and look forward to bringing you more in the not-so-distant future. This has been a Fuel production.